Today on the Av Podcast, we give you part one of the Western Conference preview where we break down the lottery and half of the potential playing teams as part of the week-long celebration of the start of the NBA season next week. Part, of course, for the annual tradition, just like I have my co-host for the Eastern Conference, I'm joined by Sasha Rav family member Julian, a.k.a. Jews the Commish, as my co-host for the Western Conference. This was originally recorded last week before Kevin Porter Jr. was traded to the OKC Thunder to immediately be released afterwards. And of course, this is before James Harden sat out practice and decided to chill in Houston and said, look, he may play for Eastern Conference team, but he's he's chilling in the West now. So, you know, I, I can mention it. Seriously, what what's going on with these guys, man? Lord. <sighs> Anyways, before we drop, uh, hit up my website over at SouthSharab.com for the entire catalog. Wherever you're listening, hit that like and favorite buttons. And if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, five. Five. Just, just five. That's all I need. My stars. Run it! Feel free to leave those positive comments as well. All right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you you're far too kind. It's that podcast of Cal C. On Sasha Rav Radio. Drop it. Welcome to the Av Podcast with Cal C on Sasha Rav Radio. Welcome to the annual Western Conference preview of the NBA season on the Av Podcast. I'm joined by my annual guest, Sasha Rav, family member who at this time of the season is, is all in on the fantasy sports and gambling spirit. Right now, Julian <laughs> turns into Thanos after he gets a six stone. Now he can reverse time and correct bets and shit. Please welcome Julian, a.k.a. Jules, the commission to the show. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, my friend. I'm doing really, really good. Thanks for having me. No, of course, man. It's the annual ting, bro. Like, we, we got to have you on this thing, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm ready. Got to keep the, the, the tradition going. <laughs> I'm ready, man. And, and on top of that, like, yo, bat, like the fantasy season, the football season is, is kicking up. I don't know if you're in hockey fantasy right now. I'm pretty sure you are. Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in a dynasty. I'm in only one hockey league uh, this year. And okay. it's like a dynasty league. So it's like you get to keep the players and the rest yeah, yeah, yeah. of your. Yeah. So I'm in that. Just, but just in one. Just in one. Just in one. And then you got we got basketball coming up. We in one together. At least, well, at least one anyway. <laughs> Yeah, we're in one. I'm in total three. I'm in three in basketball. Yeah, man, I'm 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 ready to go, bro. It's like I think this season honestly is. I mean, I was just saying this on the on the previous pod too that like it's gonna be, it's gonna be a really interesting year just because we don't actually know who's gonna win, and there's so many teams, especially in this conference. Like straight up, this was actually the hardest year that I've ever that I think we've ever had to do the, the list for this thing. Like the Western Conference to me was. It was so hard that when you look at the um, the list that you know when it, before I combined it together, when you look at everybody's predictions, the top two teams are pretty constant. <laughs> the bottom two teams are constant, and everything else after that, Julian, was all over the place, and it was it was, actually, it was actually pretty hilarious to watch. But I understood because it was that hard. Mm-hmm. Listen, I was like looking around on the net myself just to see what other experts are you know, how they have things predicted. And I could not believe some of the teams that they had in. And then, as you said, like, I look at another list, teams were not even in it, even in it. And then it'd be on, <laughs> and then it'll be top three for another expert right. that the teams were in it. So it's wild. It's crazy. I, I can't wait to get into it. We'll, 
I want to see what you have and what your thoughts are. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Because like I said, this master list is, you know, obviously combined by um, four out of the five members of the um, when we did the NBA fantasy draft, uh, mm-hmm. the all-time NBA fantasy draft. So the last couple of years, we've been just keeping the four of us making the list, this list together. Well, it used to be five before, obviously, but but yeah, but like it's just it's just the the wildness of the predictions just from the four of us was hilarious. Like I just thought it was so really funny to see. Yeah, man, it was. We can get into it afterwards, but some there was some where I was like. I generally was like, was like, um, almost mad at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See where they were listed. I'm like, how can you have this team this high, or yeah. this team is this low? You know what I mean? And then some, I was like, you know, but ultimately, ultimately, like I said again, you couldn't get mad because everybody's. We don't know where the, we don't know where this is gonna land. Yeah. We don't know, like I said, the top two and the bottom two was consistent. Everything else after that was a crapshoot. It was it was yeah. a crapshoot. But no, go ahead. No, I was gonna say this year for sure by far was the most difficult year to predict. 100%. Even the playoff teams. Oh yeah, my god! Playoff teams. Oh my god! And and the order. No, seriously, this is this was the hardest one. And and before we get started, I know this has nothing to do with basketball. Does anybody like Jada Smith? <laughs> I I can tell you now, no male, <laughs> no male. You know what I want to hear? I want to hear what the females think. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear what they say. Because, you know, we know, I think we pretty much know what every man thinks about Jada right now. Right about now. But I want to know what the women feel. What What are they saying? That's what I want. That's what I want. I want to know. Even, like, I, I'll ask my wife and she just laughed and then walks away. <laughs> she walks away. Like, she doesn't want to talk about it. Because she, like, she doesn't want to, like, air anything out on her, like, kind of thing. Like, she, you know... I don't know. It's just some. It's called solidarity, bullshit. even though she. Yeah, know basically. Her. Oh women, yeah. Women's yeah. live in solidarity. <laughs> she just laughed and had this grin, of, like this teeth, like showing her teeth, like yee, like, and then walking away. But uh, yeah, I don't, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know what's going, what's going on through her mind right now. Uh, honestly, even even if you're a fan of her, man or woman, don't you have like one foot hanging off the bandwagon right now, trying to get off? <sighs> you have to. Yeah, yeah. It's to. terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, I, I don't know who's in her corner. I wonder what her kids are thinking. The kids between her and Will's kids. Like, I, I I'm just, I'm just, I just want to know what people in her circle are thinking. Like, we do know she is trying to sell a book, so don't get me wrong. But at what expense, right? Like, at what expense are you going to sell out uh, Will for? And poor Will, the man hasn't said nothing, and all by him saying nothing makes him look even more of a of a simp chump like like a fool i uh, like i feel bad for him but at the same time i don't because he kind of condoled it like you know kinda, i don't know kind of knew what he was getting into yeah like come on come on not yeah. only getting into what he endured like he allowed to happen but, but like my- a battered like a battered like you know spouse but but on top of that, Julian, though like it's it the, the thing that's crazy to me because i know we're, we're you're gonna hear this obviously next week but and this might be old news. I don't care because I just I just had to say something about this. But like the craziest part of the story is like, yo, they were separated from 2016. So you still went right up on stage. See, you see, that's and where that's the I'm... part where I'm like, OK, like, OK. So if you're separated at that point now, I get I get you wanted the protector and, you know, just the, you know, the um, what's what I'm looking for here. Like just just in terms of the eyes and just, you know, like just the perception Okay, I understand you want a defender, but like if you're if I'm separated from my wife, I'm not running up on stage unless you actually like physically harm her. 
100%. Even if it was your wife, I don't think any of us would be running up on stage. No. You know, we might see him after or whatever, talk to him, but we wouldn't be doing that. So it's even worse that he did and even worse that, quote unquote, they weren't together. Right. She even said, like, I think um, she goes, I was shocked that Will actually said, keep my wife's name out your mouth. Because she, she said, I was shocked that he said that I was his wife yeah. at that point. Yeah, so that? Even she claims that. She claims that. So, you know, at the same time, I don't know who's telling the truth there. Is she telling lies here? Like, I, I wrote in our chat, I go, somebody, <laughs> I, I felt like, what was it? Like, Will found out at the same time that we did <laughs> that he wasn't together at 216. <laughs> because there there have been times between 2016 and 2000 and now that she publicly, publicly came out and said that they were together still. So right. she's like, either they're, she, they're saying that for the public, which is fine, but there are instances where she says that we are together, we are together. So it's just, who knows? We got to hear from Will. We got to get Will on the mic. But but again, who's asking for this information? Who's asking for this? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, no one's asking for it. She's just giving it to us because she, she has a book she wants to give to us or sell to us, right? And don't let me get started on the Tupac, the Tupac thing. I am yeah, just no, no, sick no, and tired even, of I that. know, I know. Uh, he proposed to me. Well, give me a fucking break. Like, come on now. Like, I'd be like, even if he did, like, man, spitting game, man. I said a few caravanas back in my day. Yo, I, I, I could marry you right now to many women on the streets, man. Like, this can't. She, she says she's thinking that he really meant, meant it. And that was his fucking, probably fucking chicks on the regular at that point. But anyhow. I digress. And, 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 and on top of that, not just Carabana. I mean, it's funny. There was one Carabana that I, that I would have proposed to Big Les uh, when she was here. And I just I kept missing her, Julian. I tried. I ran. I was running like like Usain Bolt all across Lakeshore trying to find Big Les. I, w- I would have proposed to her on the spot. I would have did it. Right. Yeah, man. We were young. Tupac, I don't know how old. This is like probably 92, 90. I don't know how long ago. Tupac was young, too. He probably spitting game, too, trying to holler at Jada. Like, mind you, they were friends before, but, you know, man, do say anything. And the man was in jail, man. The man was, I don't know, emotional, too. <laughs> I know that But she's taking it serious and putting it into her memoirs or her books. So. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just tired of the capping. I'm just, I, I hate it. I, I hate all of it. I but, I, but I can't yeah. believe, like, we're actually talking about this again. Yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah. or, or at least not so much us. I just mean the world. Like, I'm just like... Like my, God, I thought this was over with. Like we're still talking. It's kind of like COVID. Like we're we still talking about COVID. <laughs> like we still talking about this. Oh, well, she bringing it up, and everybody's um, thinking Will's a punk. So it's going to be talked about just based off of that. Like what the fuck is Will doing? What was he thinking? What is he saying? That's why people are talking about it because it's fucking interesting news on Will's part. Like I, I want to hear from him. I just want him to be happy at this point. I just, I just want him to be happy, Julian. It's- <laughs> Just if he just shows up with a new chick, I'm I'm I'll be the first one clapping. I'm like you, de- you deserve this. You you, you deserve happiness. Like that's <laughs> right. Just went, or or just be single and just you know be be a Derek Jeter. Do something. I just I just wanted to be happy. That's all I wanted this board from. And look at that. The man has like billions of dollars, and we we are worried about his happiness. <laughs> that just goes to show you that money ain't everything. Bro. Show you ain't money and everything. Well, at least not. It doesn't mean necessarily mean happiness. No, of course not. Of course not. We know that. We know that. All right, so let, let's get to the list where we go from the from the bottom to the top. We're splitting this episode into two, uh, the lottery section and the playoff section. Let's get started now. Number 15, we got the San Antonio Spurs. 
How many games do you plan on watching Wembenyana this season? This season, it's the only reason why we're tuning in, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, four hundred percent, man. Like anytime um, I get a chance to watch it, I will be watching for sure in the early going at least. I want to see how he plays, how he uh, how he adjusts to the North North American game. The game's on right now. He, um, I guess the Heat preseason game right now. He and he looks really, really good. So I'm going to try to watch as many as I can. I think the Spurs are going to be nice. Even they have to, a lot of good, some good key young players. Johnson yeah. and what's that? What's the Shokan? Shokan? Yeah. Maybe not pronouncing it right. Devin Vessel and yeah, yeah, they, they look good. They look good. So uh, I, they might, they might even. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't finish last. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they fall if they play ahead of the Rockets or they fall. Yeah. But um, right now I have the Spurs going last as well. Fall finishing last right now. But not for long. Give him a year. That's it, man. Yeah. A year. Yo, this my man had me watching the preseason game. A pre a full preseason game. Not just some. He had me watching a full preseason game of obviously there when he was playing against Chet. But there was a Monday night football game on and Julie, I I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't even watch it. Honestly, probably until about maybe like once the once the, you know, like you knew Weber Yama was uh, basically sitting for the rest of the night. That's when I finally f- flicked onto the football game. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's three highlights from that. Obviously, that you know people keep seeing is is um is the spin move and the and the left handed scoop, which is crazy. Scoop. The the um where he gets turned around by Jalen Williams and and like <laughs> basically Ethan on a crossover and still blocks his shot by the time he gets to the rim. Which again was, I mean, Julian, he had his back to him. <laughs> like, oh. He had his back to him. But to me, the craziest one, and it's hard to describe, was the steal that he got. And that this when he, when he did that steal, I picked up the phone and called my brother. And I'm like, we we gotta go watch a game this year in person. We we gotta we gotta go see. I think they come to to um, I think they come to to Toronto in February. I'm like, we we gotta find a way to get some tickets. But mm. but he did this he did this thing where where. This is the player I'm describing because Shay didn't play that night, but uh, but Camson Wallace is Camps is it Camson Camson Wallace? Is... Camson, I don't know. The guy that the, the, they drafted uh, from Kentucky or Casey Wallace, Casey Wallace, sorry, Casey Wallace, Wallace. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, pronouncing the name wrong. But he basically drove on his man, and and uh, when Benyama was uh, I think it was above the three point line, Julian, he went past him, he went behind him and passed him, right? Like he wasn't guarding, when Benyama wasn't guarding, yeah, he was guarding yeah. his own man. But I never seen anybody do this before. Well, not somebody of that size. But he went past him, and my man just stretched like a mantis and just raked the ball out of his hands with two hands. Wow. And then just took off sprinting. By the time the Spurs got positioned, he was already leading the break. Caught it, slammed it, flexed for the camera. I was like, yo, I, I didn't know what to say after that. I never seen somebody that height. First of all, pick somebody's pick somebody's pocket like a point guard's pocket. But the way he did that shit, that was some Spider Man fucking X Man shit. That was weird. It was weird how we did that. And I'm man. like, I'm like, yo, the league is in trouble, man. If this guy can stay healthy, he's a special talent, man. I see him winning MVP. I I no, I I see MVP staying out of North American. <laughs> for the next five, seven years, I don't see a North, I don't see an American. So I, I was, I shouldn't say North American, an American, right? Uh, player, because Shea might win. You never know. But like, mm-hmm. I, the, he's unbelievable. His stride, his length. The guy covers the court. Like he, I just saw him do a transition play, and he did not take one dribble from the three point line, from the three point line, and dunked it. 
That's how long his strides are. He could cover so much ground. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I was watching. I'm like, what the fuck? He just has to stay healthy. That's my only concern. Yeah. The way he, his body, his frame is, and the way he runs and jumps. And he's kind of lanky still. He's still young. Got to fill out. But if he can stay healthy, man, Spurs are going to be trouble. They're going to yeah. be trouble. I don't even if you saw some of the preseason videos where he's like super flexible and doing the splits and. Like oh, I did he, not see that. Yeah, wow. he, he takes care of himself like that way. Like he's super flexible. Like you, you, I'm sure you can pull it up on YouTube, but he's he's doing all these like you know these uh, stretches and squats, and then he does the full like full like ballerina full splits. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, that's that, yeah. that's good to hear. Actually. Yeah. So he's very so it's like so the mobility and flexibility already is like I, yeah I think he's. But they were even saying that from last year too. Like the stretches he does is like pre-game. He does it barefoot on the court. Like like before every game. Like it, it almost it, it's it's kind of almost like the his version of like what Steph does pre-game. And people mm-hmm. are coming there to watch him barefoot stretch and do all these crazy exercises to get himself ready for games. And I'm like I'm like so the thing I love about him though already is that because what is he like 18, 19 years old? Mm-hmm. The, the the maturity of him already. Like the mindset yeah. where he's at already is where it's that to me. When you combine that with the franchise that he's with, and you combine that with the market that he's in, because there's not a lot of distractions, I, I I think that's gonna be that's a win already. Like before they even mm-hmm. play a game, to me that's a win already because he's already trying to take care of himself. He's mindful yep. about everything that he's doing, and he's got a he's got a strong foundation behind him with the Spurs, who knows how to take care of their players. He ain't a knucklehead. How about that? No. He ain't a knucklehead. He's mature. He seems to be like a team player. Mm. Um, he seems like a, a, he can be a potential leader for a team. You know, that's everything you want in like a number one overall pick. Right? So Spurs got uh, got something good on their hands and and they have they're going to be a team to watch out for. Basically. Because anybody that goes to that team going forward, it's like, he's going to be like a Giannis in my eyes. Yeah, like, yeah. That type of you know, like star talent, where anybody you just gotta surround them with like role players, and they're gonna go far. And those and those type of talents, it's like a gravitational pull. Like you're gonna pull people to come play for you. Exactly. Even even if they don't come in free agency, it's it's one of those things. Even if they get traded, they're like, you know what? Yeah, I'll come there. Like look at Dame, yeah, yeah. right? Like Dame's like mm-hmm. Milwaukee, but shit is Giannis. Yeah, I'll, I'll play. Exactly. You know, like so. that that gravitational pull is is. I mean, that's that, that's why you're a GM, and that's why you're if you own a team, that's what you're trying to get. You're trying to get these players that can that can that can pull people like that, right? Not yeah. just fans, but other players. Watch, it's funny. <laughs> We're talking about his maturity in three years. Watch him have like face tattoos and dating. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> he went to the right city. He went to the right city. He's playing under the right coach. Um, small market. San Antonio. It's great for the NBA. It's great for him. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so no, he he's no, got to watch out for fine. Glorilla. He's got to watch out for Glorilla. <laughs> oh fuck! American culture kills me, man. <laughs> I t- but I tell you, I tell you two things before we move on, though. I think personally, and this is my prediction, I think he's going to be he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year within his rookie contract. I think I think within yeah, three yeah, years yeah, he's yeah. going to win that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, I can see that. And I think he's going to be all defense by next year. <laughs> just just because he likes defense and he plays for a coach that values it and he's not going to let him off the hook just because, you know, just because, you know, eventually he's going to get better offensively. He's not going <laughs> to let him off the hook defensively. He didn't do it for D- Tim Duncan. He didn't do it for David Robinson. Well, I mean, he didn't coach David Robinson that long. But, like, you know what I'm trying to say, though? Like, he didn't do it for any of those players. 
that he mm-hmm. had, and, and it's it's it still pops, right? So I, I think the same thing's gonna happen there. I, I like I, I like I said, I can't I can't wait to see to see him on like uh, throughout the season. It's, it's honestly, I I never want to see a, a a team this bad in a in the conference before. I think it's the first time in history. I'm like I can't wait to watch a 15 seed every night. Yeah, man, I, it's gonna be great because not only that, it'd be great for the matchups that he matches up against. Against right, he's he's a power forward. He's playing yeah. power forward, so he's got the matchup against I don't know Zion. It's just gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be, it's crazy. Gonna, it's gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be crazy, and and because obviously we got to utilize your fantasy GM skills right here because we go, obviously we call you the commission for a reason. Every yeah. team, as we do as we do every year, you gotta have a fantasy sleeper as your pick. So you know we we, we gotta go to you. You're the resident. You're you're the resident the, the resident fantasy god here. So. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as you know, I always choose a guy that's not like on a starter. He's coming off the bench, sneaky fantasy type player. And I think that that's it. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Sokan. I, so, is it Sokan? So, I, I think so. so I don't know. Sokan. Yeah. But I, I like what I'm talking about. He's got, red, right? he's, got, he's got gold hair. Yeah, exactly. I like what I see, man. I like I like what I see in terms of a fantasy um, all-around rebound, scoring, a little bit of defense. Mm-hmm. He'll put some numbers up, and I think he's going to score more. Like last year, we scoring a lot. Like he was like like not the goal two. I think Johnson and Vassal. Well, not even Vassal. They actually didn't even have a goal two score on the not squad even. last year, right? So he was taking a lot of shots, a lot of shots. So I think this year is going to be the same thing. So that's my fantasy little sleeper play. If you're gonna if you have him there in the late round pick. All right. So number fourteen, we got the Houston Rockets. Is there going to be any regrets from Fred Van Vliet when he realizes how much they're losing, or will the checks on the first and fifteen console his heart? Yeah, he's good. He's good. He got a championship. Like he, he's not. He's not going to be crying about losing. He knows what he was going into. Fred is a smart player. I think he was one of the smartest Raptors that. Um, I think, and not the smartest, but one of the smartest Raptor players in history mm-hmm. on the team. So like he's going to an organization. I think that's why he got that money too to help bring, help like kind of like lead those young young rocket yeah. players which we all know that need some leading <laughs> need some direction oh, um but um no he, he's he's good he's good he's got his money he's smart and it wasn't like a was it like a two it's only like two three year it's a, it was a three-year deal but i think it's an option a team, after a, team a team or team option or something yeah. i can't remember but so it's not a long term he's getting his money and then he can bend he can bounce so yeah, yeah he's he, good. He, he can still get a bag when he gets to 30 i believe so he could still yeah he can still yeah. lock up on anybody else. I'm actually happy for him, by the way, because we all knew Houston wanted him. I don't think anybody realized, including the Raptors, you know, I don't think anybody realized that they they, they wanted him that bad. Yeah, <laughs> but they had they, they had to get above the cap. I mean, above the water, like the, the the minimum level, right? So they had money to spend. Look at yeah. Dylan Brooks, right? They had to spend money. Yeah. So um, I don't think they if they didn't have to, they would have give given Fred that money, but um. Uh, yeah, they, 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 had, didn't they had to get it. to the they floor. They had to get to the salary. Yeah, sorry, to the floor. Yeah, right. So they had to spend money, but um, you know, he, he's not worth it in my eyes. Like, if I'm Toronto, I would never be giving him that money, yeah. never. But um, uh, if I'm Houston and with that young squad, yeah, I would. Yeah, he's he's perfect. I mean, for, like, I'm happy like how his how his career's turned out, man. How his life turned. Oh out. yeah, man. Walk on, man. Yeah. Like undrafted, right? Undrafted so. player, G League, G League representative. You know, it ends up you know playing a role on on the you know on on the 2019 title team. He became yeah. an all star. You like this is still a business, so obviously he's got to get this money. So, like you, you start over in a great climate. You're moving your your family to Houston. You know the the weather's gonna be good. No state tax. You got a good coach. 
and that he's going to lead a mentor. Like, yeah, no, of course, nobody, nobody can be mad at him when he comes to Toronto, which I think they come back to play the Raptors on February 9th. He's going to get a great standing ovation when they come. And he'll probably come for Caravan like he did this year. And then we, we move on. Like, you'll be happy when the check's clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, he's good. He's good. He's good. And, he, and he's going to miss Toronto. Yeah, he's going to miss Toronto. For sure, because the, the love was real for him here. It was. Yeah. It really was. People really loved him here, and they still do. Um, What a sad story for KPJ, man, for Kevin Porter Jr. Because, like, just yeah. when we did this about a season ago, you remember, I think I think I shocked you when I was telling you that his, um, um, they had interviewed his coach at the time, Stephen Salas, about, about how happy he was getting his, his, yeah. his contract and – and Steven Silas started crying in front of the reporters. Crying. I he was could not believe it. Tears of joy. Like, he was so happy this guy looked like he turned his life around. You know, he was, he was crediting him for the reason. And, you know, this guy was so happy. And but 12 months later, we may not even be in the league again. I got no. I was not. I was dumbfounded with the tears because I still wasn't convinced. Like, I don't know anything about any but his personal life I like at that moment, but I still wasn't convinced right. that he was warranted that contract when they gave it to him. I'm like, how is that possible? How is that possible? But you're right. When Silas was crying and was proud, you know, he seems like an emotional guy. Paul Silas, not mm-hmm. is it Paul Silas Jr. Right, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen Silas. Yeah. Stephen. Oh, sorry, Stephen Silas. Yeah, yeah like, he was emotional, and I saw him crying. I was like, what the heck is what the fuck's going on here? Right, because I he didn't do anything like uplifting in the community, like anything like that for me to see that he's this newfound person. But um, I did see that, and I was like, hmm, maybe he did change over. Maybe it made me think. Made me think. But I remember when he got that contract, and I saw that interview. I was like, what the? F-? I was I was lost. Yeah, we we didn't realize till after it was lit- littered with uh with uh with restrictions and provisions and all that stuff. In there too, yeah. right? like there was a lot of a lot of non guarantees in there, right? So, oh, I, I didn't think, know all I think that. They, I, I think they owe him like sixteen mil, like basically like half the contract was guaranteed, and you you kind of see why. No way, okay, that, that's smart. That is that's a lot smarter. I didn't, I did not yeah. know that. I didn't I did know that at the time that. either. But when you when you look at it now, you're like, okay, well, yeah, I guess, I guess as much as they believed in his, you know, believed in him and wanted to entrust him with, you know, being this new person. You know they they still had to <laughs> they still had to put some things in there to protect themselves too. Yeah, which is smart, which is smart, which yeah. is absolutely smart. But now look at now look, it wasn't smart at all. So the, the you, contract at all. So you think he plays in the league again? Because I think if he doesn't go to jail for a while, or if he doesn't go to jail, he might still play with somebody. But I, it's going to be a few years before that happens. So I think. I think he's done. Yeah, it's a sad story though because he's a talented player. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's sad. not the question. No, no, it's not for the sure, question. For sure. You know, it's just that, like, when you've been given a second, third chance for incidences that he's been involved in, you got You can't take it for granted. You can't. No. And and if he and if he did, as he um, you know alleged, and he fucked it up, knowing that he was on like on on a third strike coming up if he did fuck up yeah. then you know at that point he don't give two fucks and this is pretty bad too like when you hear some of the stories and you know you <sighs> details, yeah man like it's 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 pretty man it's 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 it ain't good it, de- it definitely ain't good but it's not but it's not surprising no it's no, not surprising. for who not. for coming from him kind of yeah with the angry knowing his things yeah 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 yeah, yeah yeah i know he had a tough upbringing i read all that and i get all that so and I understand it, but you would hope by being in the NBA and collecting these checks, 
it will offset or make you think twice or help or get therapy or get help or do whatever you can put the right people around you to offset your upbringing but 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 as we as we said at the beginning of the pod sometimes the money ain't enough right (laughs) yeah 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 we did say that yeah we did say that yeah yeah you're not happy look at will he can't he's not happy he's not happy (laughs) (laughs) but you know what? Speaking speaking of uh, Jalen Jalen uh, Green though, like speaking of his teammate Jalen Green, like I, this is why I kind of like the move for that, that they picked up Van Vliet because I think him being around Fred, it, like he looks like a guy that needs a good vet around him, you know, to be on the floor, how to conduct himself, how to work, how to be a professional. They were kind of like a Memphis, but the worst version of Memphis where they just weren't a good team that needed some veterans and some people who just know how to how to be a pro. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and there's gonna you're gonna find few players in the league that's more of a professional than Fred, man. So exactly, I think being 100%. around him helps. Like it's gonna it's gonna speed up his his progress. One hundred percent, I agree. I one hundred percent agree. Um, yeah, like Fred is that guy, and I think that it's gonna he, he's gonna leave a huge hole in Toronto to have somebody as that guy too. Oh so yeah, Houston definitely needs a player like a Fred VanVleet yeah. on their squad. Yeah, and, and, and it's funny because, I mean, they're going to struggle to get wins, but, you know, Ime is going to have them playing hard every night. Like, he, he's single now. He should be good, right? 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 Should be <laughs> who's, who's single? Ime. Who? Ime, Yudoka. Oh, I'm sorry. Man, when you say uh, <laughs> uh, coaches or players by just their first name, I'm like, yo, who? <laughs> he's single, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's good, man. And he's in Houston. He's in Houston, too, of all places. Of all cities, too. Yeah, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, I know. I have no comment. No comment on that. <laughs> yeah, maybe we shouldn't say anything else. <laughs> um, who's your fantasy sleeper on this team? Is it Dylan Brooks? Give him some love, uh, Julian. Dylan Brooks. Come on, do you it. Know, you know, no, he's not really, um, you know, he's not really a fantasy, like, stack stuff. Not, hardly any shooting guards really are, but... um. No, who was the kid that um they that what got who fell in the draft? Oh, um, Cam Whitmore. Yes. So I I don't think he's going to be a stud for a fantasy player. Maybe not, right? But I think he they have um they don't have a lot of depth on that team. So he might have he might be able to carve out some minutes and get some time. And and if you're in a deep deep league or dynasty league or a keeper league, he might be somebody you want to keep an eye on to uh ha- or to, to stash at least. But yeah. not in the early going. I I, like I, he, I guess Sagun is um is, is it a sleeper? No, like that, that's the thing. Or Jabari Smith. Like I don't want to choose guys that are starting five yeah. or you know whatnot. But yeah, Sagun and Jabari Smith are going to have a great fantasy year this year. They're going to get a lot of minutes, man. I don't know who's on the depth. I don't know. I got to take a look at the depth charts. But they they, I don't they think, the, the thing is they got too many guards. Like that's the, the I said that's they the always did. they got yeah. so many guards in this team. So yeah. many guards. So that's that's why I'm like that's where it's gonna be like who's who's playing. But I mean they got professionals on that team. I, I it's funny. I like Dylan Brooks on the team. I root for Dylan Brooks, man. I know people. I know oh. people have their their thing about him. I I I, I kind of root for him, man. I do. I do. I want I want to see him do it. Maybe it's maybe it's because he's from you know he's, he's repping Toronto and you know what I mean, a Canadian guy. And and I, I just and I mean I'll get to the Memphis part. We'll get to the Memphis part later, but. But yeah, I just I just didn't like how how like that panned out, and we'll get to that later. But yeah, yeah. I, but, but I'm again, cheering for him too. Yeah, I'm cheering for him too. The guy, the guy's got his bag. He did well with the the world championships. You know, it's like I, I like it. I like I, I like him on this team. I just think there's just 
you know, they're at the bottom, so they're going to have to try to figure all this out. But they're they're kind of on their way. Like you could see, you know, especially with Seguin and stuff there and Jabari Smith, like they're going to they're going to figure stuff out. Yeah, they're going to be fine. Like most young teams do eventually, be, you know, get to where they want to get to. Um, but you got to surround yourself with the vets, and some, some some level-headed players, and get a, get rid of those knuckleheads. Um, number thirteen, we got the Portland Trail Blazers. Should Blazers GM Joe Cronin already be given the Executive of the Year award? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know what? Like the, what he was able to pull off for um, Dame uh, is pretty impressive because yeah. um, they knew Dame. Like other teams knew Dame had to. You know, he wanted out. Dame is 32, 33, 32. Yeah. Uh, um, for what he was able to to do is, is pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. They got got some draft picks, not really like lottery picks, but they got some draft picks, and they got some young players. So he deserves it as of now. I, I didn't have him this low. I actually have him finishing a little bit higher than this position, but yeah. um, I, I'm going to be watching a lot of the games as well. Oh, 100%. 100% like... Um, yo, Scoop, man, that might be one of the best decisions the, the franchise made since Dame. Yeah, like seriously, he looks at, good at him and Freddie Simons and Shaden. That may be one of the most underrated must see TV teams every night. And then the thing, the thing is too, they got some vets and older players in place that I, that's going to help them just in games now. We do through talent like Aiton or like leadership, like uh, you know, like with Matisse Thybul and Jeremy Grant and especially Malcolm Brogdon. Like it's 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 a, it's an interesting mix. The fact that they they got some, like usually when you get rid of a franchise guy, you you tank and you go to the bottom. You know what I mean? It takes you a couple mm-hmm. of years to recover. Like they just retooled. They didn't rebuild. Yeah. They, just, they retooled. That was that's actually it's really impressive. It really it's really impressive, man. Like it's it's, it's like almost that they did both. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. kind of like um, retooled, and they started to build for the future at the same time. So, you know, it's kind of like a Maasai thing, kind of thing, what he did in Toronto. Or I was going to say, or like a Danny Ainge last year when he when he when he got rid of Mitchell and um and Gobert, but again, they didn't fall all the way to the bottom. Yeah, you know, and I I, I don't mind it because the players that they are that they got were young players too, yeah, right? Yeah, right. They got like uh, who did they get now? Aiton. Well, you know, I don't like Aiton as a knucklehead, but you got yeah, Aiton. Who else did they get? Well, Brogdon's not. Yeah, Brogdon's not a Brogdon's a vet, but I mean, just the, I mean, they got some draft picks and such, right? Like, they got they got some draft picks for the future and stuff with Aiton, with uh, because of the Drew Holiday pick, they they got that's where they got their oh, yes, trade. Sorry, right. that's where they got their picks and stuff, right? They, they, they just, right? But I mean, the fact that they got Aiton, like, look, I think Aiton is who he is at this point, even though it was in year five. But I, I want to give him just one year, just only one year, not even one year. I want to nope. give him like six months of, of benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, nope. I, I could also see him. I could just see a vision of him just complaining about touches by February or just not 100%. liking how he was talking to him in the huddle. Like 100%. I could see that too. You got to have the mental capacity to grow or want to grow. Uh, and if you don't have it, it's going to limit you, man. Like I don't know. I I I, I hope I'm wrong on it. And he does become a better person and and better player, but I think he's limited because of his head. Nice. I don't know. We'll see. He need he definitely definitely needed a new environment for sure, yeah. a new squad. So we'll see now. We will but see right now. It's, right? it's going to be interesting because like 
yeah, I think I think he could, he, he's got a lot of talent. I do like his talent. I don't like his head. Like just, just kind of like what you say. Like I'm I'm not a fan of his of his heart. But I mean, I, I like his talent. The problem is, he's got three guards on that team, and all of them are going to want that ball. So that's where I think is going to be a little underratedly interesting with him being there because he's not going to get he's going to get touches, but he's not going to get as much touches as he thinks he might he might get. Unless he's unless he's told unless he's told like hey listen this is Scoot's team this is Shaden's team we got three guards here lead guards that are going to be doing the majority of the work on the perimeter here um, like you're going to get more buckets than you did in Phoenix but like you're not getting like twenty five a night so uh, unless he's agreed and they've had this discussion with them if they if they haven't had this discussion with them it's gonna it this could get a little nasty but I, but like I said but I, I I would have to think they would have had this discussion with them. Well, he, I don't think so, to be honest. I don't think so. They're going to have a decision. <laughs> you know, the, I think they're just going to say, come on in. Let's try to work things and let's see how things work between you and the rest of the squad. And we'll go from there. They don't want to put no limitations on anyone right now because yeah. the squad is young and you don't want to give the team to Scoot, to Seattle or anybody because they're too young to give it. So we'll see. I, I, I'm just interested to see how he how he is on and off the court, right? And how he meshes with coaches and all that stuff with the, um, Chauncey, right? So we'll see. Uh, who's your Who's your fantasy sleeper? Uh, is, is Sharp going to be starting this year? I don't think so, right? Shaded? Maybe he might be starting. Yeah, he might start, Yeah, right? I think so. I think, he sh- I think he should be. I think if so. If he doesn't, yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, he should. If he, done, if he doesn't, he'll be. He definitely be a six man. If he doesn't, uh, well, yeah, right now I'm going to pen him as a six man, and I think he's going to get thirty minutes, like at some point, starting minute, like thirty minutes at some point during the season. So mm-hmm. he's a guy like I don't really like take. He's like a small four shooting guard. He's not really a stat stuffer, but for fantasy wise, but he's my guy. If you're looking for a sleeper that might get starting minutes eventually. Yeah, um, he's the guy. It's interesting because you look at their their best lineup is those three, uh, Jeremy Grant and um, and Aiton. But uh, I mean, can you start that? You know what I mean? Like especially with some of the some of the threes that's in the league. That's six eight six nine six ten. You know, like I don't know that that it makes them more on the small side outside of Aiton, right? Yeah, so. yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but they don't have much size elsewhere, right? Like yeah. they always were undersized. They only had like Nurkic and. Um, so that was the other name, the center, the Australian. I can't remember where he's from, but they didn't really have anybody, right? They never really yeah. had size. Um, number 12, we got the Utah Jazz. Now, in the spirit of Jalen Rose's former podcast, it was, I forgot what it was called now. Jesus, it's not even been that I don't long know. ago. I know what you're talking about, though. But, yeah, I, I, yeah, I want to steal a question or a topic that he used to ask, and, and it's this. Now, now that John Collins is in Utah, does he have a, a separate frequent flyer Amex card that he uses to import his Atlanta friends in Utah? <laughs> you know the, the 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 clothing challenge ones that dance upside down from the thirty foot ceilings. <laughs> was he like what? But, but was he like I know he's in Utah now. Utah is nothing like Atlanta, so don't get me wrong. But he wasn't. Re- I don't know much about him. Import. Of- he's got to import. <laughs> he's got to import. He's he, 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 he like an army. I think he's from the military. No, man, he's good. He's good. He, you think so? Maybe. I don't know. Like, I like if you look at city to city to city comparison in that way, you know, it, you're right. He's gonna have to import anybody. It, it's a shot to the body, man. Like literally and figuratively. <laughs> literally and figuratively. You go from the blackest city in North America to the whitest. 
It, yo, yeah. That, you know, but the thing that will always get me though, like with NBA players, like or or American players, is that like when they how they don't want to go to certain cities to play, even though you're making money. Yeah, they don't want to come in Toronto. They don't want to come in Toronto, but they'll go to Utah. <laughs> right, I, I guess so. Yeah, right. But like, I I can understand not going to a city because they're not ready to make a run or or win a chip or whatever, but. Um, Utah has some has some young some young talent, man. Um, I, I don't think I never really was a huge fan of Collins's game, but um, he has a chance to uh, to start. I, I'm assuming he's going to start, right? Yeah, Power so. forward, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's or play or um, play like a play like a big lineup. Yeah, yeah. Because the reason why because I, I don't know marketing is he like a four or two? Like I don't know. Yeah, what he's, a, he's, he's a four. He's a so, but like he he should start, right? But, yeah, I would think so. But they have a good team. They have a pretty decent team. Like the players um, that were traded to that squad last year, like Marketing and all these guys, they all started to do well. Yeah. I mean, really Marketing well. was an all star. He became an all star, Un- unexpected all star, too. And it doesn't, it doesn't look like it's going to be his, his only one. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I was just about to say, I, I watched a few of his games and it didn't look like no fluke. Like he really no. looked like a totally different player. Yeah. Um, aggressive and. Um, making plays and no, he was team looks good. And then the Kessler center, he looks yeah. good too. Yeah, you know, defensively rebounding, just doing those little, just being that role player, right? So, uh, yeah, they they look they look they overachieved last year, right? But um, yeah, they're at the right spot. They're third last from the bottom, third third from the bottom. Yeah, I I think so. I think I think there there has to be some sort of a regression there, especially because there's so many teams in the West that improved. Like there, there has to be some sort of a regression, but, um, but I mean they got, I mean they got some talent, some younger talent. I mean Jordan Clarkson actually had a better season than I thought he was gonna have, especially efficiency wise. Um, it was a Colin Sexton. Like Colin Sexton could be a tough player. He has that pass mm-hmm. it to Will Gene in him, so I, <laughs> I'm not sure how long that's gonna work or if he's gonna continue to come off the bench. Are some of the younger players gonna contribute, like Keontae George? Like you know, like they, they I feel like the perimeter play. I know they got um, Horton Tucker and stuff, but like I just want to see how they're they're how that's gonna work out in terms of the perimeter play. Like, cause, yeah, because the West is strong in that area, man. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's yeah, everybody's gonna have issues around that around it comes to the perimeter yeah. play against other Western Conference teams. So, yeah, but theirs theirs is pretty weak. Yeah, their their guards are pretty weak, if I remember. So. Um, we'll see how it goes. They overachieved last year, right? So they might be able to build on it yeah. for this year. I feel like I do feel like though there's a lot of ones that's going to be collecting dust somewhere in, a, in John Collins's house. Like this is going to be unused until like June or July. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't know. As I said, I know what you. I know what I know what you're getting at. The, the, the city, city shuts city. down at ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely going to be a cultural adjustment or shock for him. But oh my you God. know what? It make you focus on ball, man. Like make make you focus on your career. Well, then it, then he then he better be an All NBA player. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you see, I mean, notice the players that got traded there. Like, they're all focused on ball. Oh, man, and they yeah, all yeah, yeah, it I up. think it kind of have to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we're going on Salt Lake City like this, but you know, I, I don't plan on going there. So, I will, or maybe I might one day. So maybe I should shut up, but. I don't know. Like I said, it's uh, it's it's just it's it's man. It's it's tough. That's it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough call, man. It's a tough call for it, man. It's a tough call for it. But who's your fantasy sleeper on this team? You know who? Um, 
I can't pronounce his name, but um, well, I, I do like Clarkson, but like I don't think Clarkson's gonna start. So, but either Clarkson, but I like the I, I'm gonna butcher his name. Abaji, uh, Abaji uh, uh, is he like? A, I think he's like. A, let me let me see if I can pronounce it. I watched him play last year, man, and the guy he's nice. Uh, Oche Oche Abaji, oh, okay. I, I, man, I'm yeah, killing yeah. it. I'm killing his name. But I watched him play like this is athleticism. And his energy. Oh, you know, I remember like, him. Yeah, I, he was on Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. He was good. Man, if he gets minute, if he gets time, if he gets like that, the time man, to develop one, like, he's gonna be something good. Fantasy wise, I don't know so much because I don't know about the minutes, but like there's opportunity to, to, to snag minutes in the in Utah in terms of the of the guards in the yeah. back in the backcourt. But I, I like Jordan Clarkson first, and then I like Oche. I like Oche. Yeah, Baji. Yes, the, no, he was he was tight. I like I like um I like Johnny Chusang as well though. Okay, that's the kind of player that like if he fits, it's kind of like um, Hakez and um, the other UCL UCLA player that uh, that went to Miami. Like one of those guys that they land on the right franchise, they can play for the next ten years. He was solid Honestly, in UCLA. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. Some some of these players players just need time, right? Yeah. Opportunity and confidence, right? So. And that's the hardest part when you make that transition to the next level, and you got to gain that confidence from your coach and opportunity. So, coaches don't want to give many opportunities to like walk-ons and whatnot and lose their jobs, right? Coaches. Yeah. So, uh, number eleven, we got the OKC Thunder. How good is Chet going to be this season? And also, is it disrespectful for me to not to be talking about Shea first as my leading question for this team? Yeah, you should be. That is disrespect. <laughs> like, like it's. <laughs> Shea is the main, like Shea may be MVP of the, of the league, and you're disrespecting him talking about Chet right now. Um, but uh, <laughs> Chet, Chet, no, I like, again, it's like those guys with those bodies and those frames, I always question the durability. Like, he didn't play last year at all. Um, so I, I question the health of those type of length, of like lengthy, long, yeah. skinny players. But, you know, he's going to do well. He's going to get minutes. He's going to uh, play. So I think as a as a squad, OKC has a lot of young components to mm -hmm. actually make a leap to the playoffs. Yes, um, uh, maybe not this year, but in a year or so. It could even be this year, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Could I wouldn't be, be this surprised. Year. Look, the, the only re the only reason why I didn't leave with Shea is because about a month ago, you know, when we had that Team Canada pod, um, I, I said pretty much all I had to say about him at that point. He's a top ten player going forward first or second team all nba player going forward so i don't got too much else to say he's a superstar like he's you know mm -hmm. uh, to to your point just to add to your point like i don't have too much to say the team canada one i, I wax poetic about the guy like it's you know it is what it yeah, is yeah yeah so i don't, I don't want to say too much but uh, but i think chet's development is going to tell you how far they go um the team needs another big for sure being in the west yeah um he's too light because they have him playing center right now and he's he's too light to, to be doing that on a regular yeah. basis he's, he's not gonna last so they, they gotta try to find a big any kind of big just to put beside him like they they should be doing what the spurs are doing with, with Wemby is like having him as a having him as a four mm, like true i, was, I, was, I agree i was kind of surprised that like they really have him at the five i'm like okay they, they gotta they gotta do something else. they gotta pick up a big somebody just just even for, for six fouls you know, the 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes a game. I, like, you can't have him playing the five the whole time. I, even, even with this new NBA, you can't have him doing that. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I actually am shocked that they have him starting yeah. at the five. No, but, but like, to me, like, after, I think, spending the summer training with KD, like, I'm intrigued to see how he attacks the season. Like, I think 
how far he goes, I mean, Shay Shay, but I think he adds another element to the team. Like if he's, you know, knocking on the door, like how Wemby we anticipate Wemby going to be knocking on the door, then I think they really do make a playoff push. And they got a hell of a young core. Like when you look at their roster, obviously it's not just SGA. They got Josh Giddy. Jalen Williams, who was really good. I remember last year you were talking about him a lot last uh, year. You remember that. Yes, was, yeah. he was so solid. He was so solid last year. And, and I love that they're taking their time, but I think this is the season, just because of where Shea is right now, I think this is the season where you, you cash in on some of your draft picks and you either get another star or a couple of like high-level role players. Just to, you know, you just, you, at, There's a certain point where you get enough young guys and then yeah. you just need those vets to just kind of push the development further because they got so much draft picks. Like, they can afford to do that. They can afford to give away some of them, just get some high-level role players, some good vets that can still contribute on the floor, you know, yeah. and then just from there, you know what I mean? Like, just it just pushes the development further. Like, they made the play-in last year, but it's like, let's try to get to that eighth spot. Let's try to get to that seventh spot. Let's, let's, let's have, a, like, a, a, a seven-game series, not just a, you know – a maximum two-game playoff. Let's let's try to get to a seven-game series and let's just build because that just makes you I think, better. I think they might do that at the end of this year. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think they're gonna they're gonna evaluate another year. I, I would I, I would just like just because where Shea's at right now, like the guy was first team All NBA, fifth in MVP voting. I, I think you gotta kind of speed this up a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta speed this up a little. I don't think you I don't think you try to like. I'm not saying you don't rebuild. Because they're in that unique position. They got so many picks. Like, you can't keep them all. You know what I mean? So I think that's where you, you start to move guys and see who's unhappy. And, you know, like, it doesn't have to be a star. Because, again, you have guys that you, you want to build to be that. But, like, if you don't get another star, like, get some good role players. I think it – I don't know. I'm just, I can't think of any, anyone offhand. Definitely another big if you can get one. But uh, but even if you can't, like they gotta get somebody. Just just try to cash out a couple of those picks for like a good vet or a couple of vets. Yeah, you know, and and I think it just it just pushes the development for everybody outside of Shea going forward. Yeah, no, no, it, it's arguably argue you can argue that, or and uh, I definitely understand that. It's just that they're so young, mm-hmm. you don't know what they are going to do like next year. Like, and I think maybe midway through or early through. They will um, assess, but yeah, they do definitely need another one or two good solid vets off the bench um, for this team because they're yeah. so young, right? They got so and you definitely need though, some man. bigs. They got so much talent though on this team, though. To your point, no, I know they do, they do, they do. So we'll see, we'll see how they play. Right? Is another year under Dort's belt, Shea's belt, Jalen Williams' belt? So they're gonna they're gonna be better this year yeah. than last year. Um, who's your sleeper? Uh, I don't know if I have anybody here. I th- I was it was going to be Chet, but now that you're telling me he's starting or he's penciled <laughs> to start, um, I don't know any, any, it, anyone. It could be him. Why not? It could be him. It could be him. Okay, yeah, because I'm trying to avoid sleeper, starters. But yeah, yeah, I was trying to avoid a starter, but you know what? He's a rookie, right? So let's go with the rookie first time in the in the show. So let's see. But I like I like I like Chet. He's going to get minutes. He's going to get playing time, rebound. He's going to get block shots. So I'll go with Chet. All right, um, number 10, we got the Dallas Mavericks. How long will the pairing between Luka and Kyrie last? It's going to last all year because neither of them are going anywhere. But how long will it last well? How, will, how long will it do well? Not long. Not long. It's not. I never liked the pairing, first of all. I don't see it as a fit. I like because they're two ball handlers, and I don't get this at all. 
but I digress on that point. I just don't see them meshing. I can't see anybody meshing with Kyrie. I don't see anyone meshing with Kyrie. But um, they're so talented. They can. I can see them putting wins together. I haven't. Yeah, yeah. We don't have them making the making the playoffs. But somehow every year when I look at their roster, <laughs> they always overachieve and make I the know, playoffs. Get past the first second round. Like what the fuck? Because I know it's Luca. Right? Luca is like you know he's he's MVP. Yeah. MVP type player, right? So I get it, but they have no real bigs, no real any, no real anybody, and they still end up winning. So who knows, right? Because Kyrie's a hell of a player, and he makes any team better. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't see it meshing well with Luca in the backcourt. We'll see. It's funny because I know every, people can't stand the pairing like yourself. I don't mind it. Like I, I like the pickup of of um, Montreal's own Olivier Max Prosper. Montreal stand up. Ooh. I like, I like some of the picks they picked up. Like I, I like I like the Grant Williams signing, but they're missing so much defensively, man. It's just like I actually, and I actually hate to say this because I I you know I really support black coaches. I'm kind of like Dave Chappelle with the black actors in the in the, in the Wayne Brady episode. Where <laughs> I, I'm like that with black coaches, but I rather see this roster coached by somebody else, not Jason Kidd. I'm not buying that kid could coach this particular roster. Like he's a Hall of Famer, he could definitely relate, you know, to his two stars. But I just don't trust his schemes as a coach. Like if he can get Luca to move off the ball more and, and just make quicker moves with the ball, then I think things could work out better. But the team, I think that they, I mean, that the pairing definitely needs more time together. But I don't know, like. This team is missing like one more star, a couple of high like role players or potential all star players to make this work. But I just don't. I'm kind of like I don't like how the roster's constructed. But I don't think the coach. I hate to put this on kid, but I, I just I'd rather see another coach coaching this team to see where this would go. Mm. Maybe a more like a like I don't know. I'm trying to see what coach could be out there that could not Doc Rivers. But I want to see what other coaches <laughs> out there that like could could do it. I'm just trying to think. It's not coming to me right now. But like I feel like somebody else should be coaching this particular team, especially when it comes to schemes and all of that. No, it's a, yeah, I can you know co coaches yeah when it comes to schemes and rotations and whatnot. But I still I still think it comes down to um, players on the floor, and um, they're going to win a lot of games. But you're in the Western Conference, um, you're backcourt heavy. You have no bigs, and the Western Conference is a big team. But like you know, I mean, a big, a big conference like Joker and I know. Uh, AD. Like, and and you got no bigs on Dallas. Like, who's your bigs on Dallas? Powell. Oh, come on now. Yeah, Powell. That's basically. Come on now, Mel. Come on now. Yeah, right. And just and that's what I'm saying. Like, you're not matching up. Like, if you're a GM, like I think a lot of the times you just don't bring the best player onto your squad. You look at matchups and how you match up against. The, the 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 champion team like like Nuggets. How do you match up with them to beat them? That's how I look at things. If I'm a GM, right? But they they got Rashawn yeah. Holmes and Markeith Morris. They could do this, Julie. Never mind. All right. right. So, but you know what? I said this again before. I said this team is not going anywhere, and then they go and they go far. They make the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs last year. They no, they didn't make it last no, year. It but was the year before when they won. They made two. the conference finals, yeah. They had yeah. freaking Luca and Jalen Brunson and Dinwiddie. I'm like, how are they yes. doing this? Yes, yes, exactly. That's the, right. That's the, right. The, the, That's year, right. the year before that, they had, I think, more of a skeleton squad, and uh, and he was just roasting Kawhi and Paul George, doing one-legged threes from, like, almost yeah. half court. I'm like, 
what the hell is happening here? This doesn't make any sense. To your point, yeah, I can see the same thing happening. Like, the the fact that both of these guys are on their team, there's going to be some nights where, you, like, you're going to have to put on Mavericks game just to see the craziness. Because I, cause I yep. think the two of them together, it's, they're going to make some crazy highlights at certain points. Yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be fun. That's why the Western Conference is so entertaining, the fun conference to watch, man. So it uh, it's going to be fun to watch Dallas play, too, because you want everybody wants to see Kyrie dribble the ball, man. Yeah. Right. So yeah, the best handles in the league. Yeah. And so we'll see. I don't see them doing well, but I could be wrong. Players like him is the reason why like House of Highlights exists. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And and Luca too as well. Now. Yeah. Of course. Like, of course. Right. So it's, it's it's fun, entertaining basketball to watch to, to see the ISOs and. <laughs> although sucks, although but. Luca like again uh, like I think the like he makes the ball stick a little too much. I I'd rather mm-hmm. work off the ball a little bit more, but again, like yeah, he's he's, he's the MVP same. must see Kyrie, TV. You know? Kyrie's the same though. Yeah, Kyrie's I agree. The same. I agree. The ball doesn't the ball sticks to him too. But I, and, and this is not. why I'm saying I don't. That's why I'm like I'd rather see another coach. Like it's almost like if Nick Nurse was there or something. I'm not saying he's a you know, but it's like just somebody that's more free flowing. I think it needs yeah, some, yeah, yeah. some like more of that. I don't think the ISO thing works, but unless Jason can have some. Up his sleeve that I'm not seeing. I'm like, I just, I, I just want somebody else to be coaching that squad. But, but again, Julian, do me a favor. Just, just YouTube, um, Luca's one legged three on the Clippers. You just, you, <laughs> okay, I don't remember. You gotta see this thing. It's just, it's dumb. It's just, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> Who's your sleeper on this team? I like your boy, man. I like Prosper. I like he. I, like, I think he might be able to itch out some minutes in the in the front court. There's no yeah. bigs. Yeah, and um, and he's a good and, uh, athlete too. Good athlete, mm-hmm. good body. They need they need that actually on this team too. Right, like you know, he went to the perfect squad. Like his agent did amazing. Like he had a great time, summer league and all that. And yeah, um, but not. But his agent put put him on the right squad to to grow and get minutes. So he has an opportunity. Like who's he competing against? He said Powell, Kleber. <laughs> like come on, man. Yeah, he started in a preseason opener actually. You did? Yeah. Hmm. I haven't seen any um, preseason. Yeah, I haven't, so. I haven't seen any Dallas preseason games, to be honest. So, and yeah, well, that's um, good. That's but that, that's a that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if anybody wants to take a gamble on them in late rounds, you might be a player you may want to keep an eye on because they have no front court. Yeah. No. No. You're 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 right. And on top of that, too, like, well, they got Derek Lively because I mean, um, oh, Max wasn't he drafted first round? He was, wasn't he? Lively. Yeah, I think he was. Actually, I think he was like late first uh, round. I think Dallas had two picks. I could be wrong, well. but I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, yeah, 12th, 12th. Oh, yeah, 12th overall. 12th what, overall. Was okay, he 12th? okay. Yeah, 12th. Oh, yes. Yeah, so then, tra- then they, tra- they traded him to Dallas, I think. That's what it was. So maybe well, you're maybe right. Was, okay, well, I haven't seen much of Lively either. So we'll see in preseason. So we'll see. Um, number nine, we got the Minnesota Timberwolves. Is is Cat gonna be okay being the number two to Anthony Edwards? Do you think he's gonna be playing defense against Atman's blessings? No, look, I, I I think I you know what is this Anthony Edwards' team right now? You think? I think like, it has to be now. Yeah, I I, I thought so last year. So now, mm-hmm. especially after the way he played and the, how he played this summer, I'm like, yeah, the team is his now. It's 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 his time. Give him the keys. Uh, if that is the case, Kat, it's hard for any any player to let go of your of being the, of being the guy 
for somebody younger, right? So yeah, it, it might yeah. cause some controversy, but I think Cat is like a pretty yeah. level-headed guy, like in comparison to other superstar egos on like in the league. So not, it, it not, might according, do well. not according to how we how we talks in these podcasts, but go on. Really? What's he saying? You don't remember I, this? Come, you're, you're forgetting, man, because Cat. You know, Cat's been talking about how he's a. The greatest uh, shooting big in the history of the game, and talking, talking, talking about how um, what they did against the plane with the Clippers is better than what Denver did winning the title last year. He's been, he's been talking. Just, he's been talking reckless. It, that's kind of that's foolishness. I, I, I need to hear the actual sound bites. I can't, I, can't, I can't believe we don't remember this, Julian. No, no. Oh my no, god. No, no. Like, this, I this, don't, this uh, is why I'm asking this question because I'm like. And it's, it's, you would think he has a podcast and he's trying to do clicks. It's almost like hearing him in, on these somebody's pods and stuff. It's almost like it's it's either it's forced or he's delusional. It's one of the two. There's no in between. Really? Yeah, he might be more delusional. He might be more delusional than being forced to sell. I don't know. I, I, I still don't think he's that kind of like egomaniac to not be able to give it up to to um. Uh, which yeah, is to, to Anthony Edwards. So, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, you, you don't give it up. Like, you just let it. You just, you, you just let the play do its talking, right? And right. you'll see how things flow, right? Almost like the whole magic and Kareem when he came into the league. But like, you, you just let it flow and see how see what happens. But I think they can both work together, right? The team is pretty decent on paper, right? So mm-hmm. it's just a matter of um, meshing and actually getting that culture, a winning culture, and. They were they were almost there last year, right? Cat got hurt for yeah. the part of the year, so we'll see how they do now. I do have them in this position here, just outside of the playoffs. Yeah, it's um it's interesting because I've been saying for the last year, if you remember, I've been saying for the last year and change, like I I, I want them to trade Cat because I think mm-hmm. on this team you can't trade Gobert. You know, you just gave um you just committed all this money to Edwards. Now he got the bag. He got his two hundred million dollar bag. <laughs> And I think this team's like I think if you're gonna if if Ant Man's gonna be the guy, like I think Cat's gonna get a lot of either players or picks for him. Even like great talent, the guy's a great. I'm not gonna deny him. Like the guy's got a great talent. But my the thing I always knock with him is his IQ. You know, like yeah. he, he, like to put it together, especially when it's like big games and clutch situations. You know, especially closer to the playoffs. Like some of the the last two years, some of the shit he's done. I, it's like it, it mind it's mind-boggling for me who's who uh, for a guy that's so good so talented and been in the league this long like he's still making these it's almost i basically so it's like weird ass mistakes at this point like you can't, like some of the mistakes he's making like like getting into foul trouble shot shot selections like some of the things he's, he does in games i'm like i'm like is this guy in his first or second year in the league like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make any sense i'm like you're you're like in year nine like how are you still making these mistakes He's an emotional guy. Emotional guy. Very yeah, emotional. Like, like it, he's he's like Siakam to me, where it's like he should be moved, but I just don't know where. Last year, I thought they should have been moved for each other, and I still don't rule it out if I'm Minnesota, but not Toronto. Like if I'm Toronto, there's no way I do it now. I was gonna <laughs> say, there's no way I'm taking. There's no way. There's not a chance. Not to say if if I'm Minnesota, I might be like, hmm, maybe. Yeah, that, yeah, that would yeah. actually fit good. Like Siakam coming in and being a number two to like to to Edwards, I think would be great. But but on It'd the be. flip side, I wouldn't. I would not bring Cat here now, especially no. if got Van Vliet and these guys. Like, there's no way I would do it now. No, 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 no. But yeah, I, I think it's time for Edwards to be unleashed, man. He's an all star, best player. Like I said again on on Team USA, 
I think he's ready for that Shea jump, man. I, I think he's, he's ready for that Shea jump. I agree too. Like he, he's ready. He's he's he has a body for it. He has experience now for it. So he just got to get some wins under his belt, right? Yeah, I I feel like though I just feel like Cat's gonna block some of them blessings though. But we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see who your fantasy sleeper is because I have somebody in mind. I want to see if you pick him. But uh, go ahead. I, I want to see if you pick him. Okay. So again, it's like. Somebody that's coming off the not not necessarily has to be coming off the bench, but I, I actually feel over the summer he looked really good for Team Canada. I think Alexander Walker might actually okay. do some damage, might actually like carve out a rotational role this year. I think what was limiting him last year was his shot. His shot was just terrible. Like he could not shoot anywhere on the court, mid range. Three point. So I, I, from what I saw this year, he looks like a lot um, confident in his shot, and his shot looked much better. So like, you know, he's not somebody that would be drafting <laughs> at all. But like, I'm trying to find somebody off the bench that could actually do something fantasy wise. And Conley, like, it, I guess Alexander is more of a one and two. He's more of a two, I guess, right? Yeah. Combo um. So kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Combo guard. So and they don't have really have much guard work. Like you know, Conley and Edwards, I guess, is the, the two backcourts. But the, after that. What do you, they got Shake Milton, I think, but it's not really much else. Oh, McLaughlin, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting. That wasn't the guy I thought you were gonna pick, actually. Um, who? Who? who, who I, do you I think? thought you were gonna pick Nas Reed. I like that they signed him back. I like Nas Reed, but I just didn't like him behind Gobert. Yeah, but but I like that they, they, they. I mean, they're spending a lot of money on bigs. Like they, they think this is the nineties. I don't get it. But, right. But but with him there, that's another reason why I would get rid of Cat because I think he would actually be better. And you again, you get some picks and you get some players for Cat. I think that yeah. I, I think there's a move to be made here. Like I think this, I like I kind of like the roster, but the team is screaming for a trade. I just don't know if Minnesota's going to do it again after all the flack they took for Gobert. Yeah, and you got to give Gobert the minutes. There's no way you're not going to have him sit, right? Because you just traded flicking all those first round picks. That's it, right? So you you know he's getting minutes and. Reed deserved that contract. He looked he looked good he starting, looked good, and, yeah. and when Gobert was down and whatnot. So, but is there going to be a minutes for him between Towns and Gobert up front? Yeah, that's a million dollar question, or the forty two million dollars question that he's getting now. Right. <laughs> Thanks for checking out part one of the Western Conference preview. Tune in tomorrow for part two while we break down the rest of this jam packed conference, the playoff contenders and the title contenders. If you haven't checked out both episodes of the Eastern Conference, definitely feel free to do so right now. You can hear our insightful and funny hot takes from each one of the teams from the East. But we're going to be back tomorrow, all right? It's the Out Podcast on South Shirav Radio. Until then, we out.